Welcome back to The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. <laughs> how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. It's been kind of chaotic and busy. We've had a very busy last few weeks. We've yeah. already talked about our recent move. Our recent move, yeah. Um, yeah. We're like, I would say, 80% moved. Oh, I was going to say like, I would say 93. 93. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But I guess we do still have some other things. But I guess, that, yeah, we have a lot of... Boxes and... But also we have a lot of long-term plans as well yeah, to, yeah. to make changes and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a busy time. It is a busy It's an time. exciting time. It's an exciting time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about, uh, if you're new to the show for some reason, the premise is we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother every week. This week we are on season three, episode three. Season three, episode three of Friends is called The One with the Jam. In season three, episode three of How I Met Your Mother is called The Third Wheel. But we're going to put a pin in The Third Wheel for now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about season three, episode three of Friends, The One with the Jam. Take it away. Um, so we get a um, non-perk opening. We open in uh, Chandler and Joey's apartment. apartment. Uh, Chandler's sitting there in like a weird like soccer jersey or something and he hears uh some squeaking going on from joey's bedroom and then joey then a big thump and turns out joey was (laughs) jumping on the bed and 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 fell down i thought there was going to be some kind of like he was going to be in there with a woman or like yeah yeah but he just is that what we're supposed to think i think so okay and then he just and we realize like oh he's a child yeah he's just jumping up and down on the bed which i uh I don't do that. Um, I mean, because I'm not know, a child. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do it in hotel rooms still. To you like jump on beds, test out the. <laughs> yeah, I you flop maybe flop on the bed. Yeah, but you don't was, like stand up and jump up and down in a bed. Yeah, I guess I did that when I was little. Yeah, when was the last time you did that? Yeah, not since you. Were, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. tell you. Yeah. Um, at this point, we hit our heads in the ceiling fan. Well, you wouldn't. I would. (laughs) Very short. Um, Okay, so that's like the cold open, and then um, the the we get the episode proper at the at the at Monica and Rachel's uh, apartment, and Monica has a kitchen full of fruit uh, because it turned it turns out so she's still not over Richard, and now she's uh, channeling her angst i guess her uh, post breakup sadness and energy into um making jam and, yeah. and jarring her own jam yeah. and joey is over the moon about it oh yeah he loves it's it. like a running thing of the whole episode that yeah. joey is such a huge fan of this uh this jam uh and then we get to the most troubling storyline of the episode mm, yeah. which is uh phoebe apparently has a stalker appears to have a stalker mm-hmm. played by david arquette yeah so this is interesting because i like looked up the timeline yeah scream would have been shot yes. but not have come out yes so david arquette would have already worked with courtney were, cox yeah but they didn't get married until like they, after scream two or three but they were scream probably two. an item yeah they were probably dating already um but they didn't get married until 1999 uh separated in 2010 divorced in 2012 i, I looked it all up yeah. for this i don't know that off the top of my head but i think they're still they're still amicable like friends 
Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the case. Yeah. Um, that's what everyone everyone says. They've continued to make at least two Scream movies right. uh, since divorcing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I I've always liked David Arquette. Me too. Um, I feel like that's saying you like David Arquette though is like priming yourself. Like he seems like. He could be a great guy, or he could get like totally yeah. canceled any yeah. moment. Yeah, we <laughs> might he's be like kind of a, eating our words. A nut in many ways. I don't trust any men. That's it's true. You yeah. shouldn't. Uh, but it turns out, so David Arquette is not stalking Phoebe. He is stalking Phoebe by accident because right. he means to stalk Ursula, yeah. and he doesn't know that Ursula has a twin sister. Um, also, he's like a beeper salesman, yeah. which made me think of uh, what's his name, Dennis on Thirty Rock. His whole oh, thing was he was like a, the pager yes, guy. Um, yes. yes. Uh, what's that actor's name? Dean Winters. Yes. Dean. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. Then so Phoebe kind of befriends the star. We'll get more to that uh, later. Um, we get a scene of Rachel, Rachel and Ross alone in Rachel's apartment, and they're like sort of celebrating, like. We're never alone here, basically. Yeah. Uh, and Rachel's like, I have to be back at work in 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, that must be nice to be able to go home on your work break. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a job where you could go home on your work break? Yes. Tell me. Um, well, I did in San Francisco. I worked at a video store within a quick walk yeah. to my apartment. That's nice. Um, and when I, when I worked in Hollywood and lived in North Hollywood, I did go home to take our dog out. It was, that's right. Yeah. Cut it pretty close. This was before I could take my dog to work, which I ended up, you know, my dog became a a therapy dog at my workplace, but I used to run home, take the dog out for 10 minutes, run back. It was a, not a real good lunch break. Darla is sitting here jealous. You're talking about some other dog who got to go to work with you. Sorry, deal with it. Uh, but Darla essentially goes to work with you every day because you work from home now. Yes. And she spends the entire day by your side. Yes. Very clingy animal. She is, very much. Uh, we heard her bark for the first time. Like. It was miraculous. <laughs> she was quite assertive. Yeah, we had some like food delivered on Sunday. And when the uh, and she saw out the like sliding glass door, saw the delivery person yeah. dropping off the food and barked and growled, which yeah. is like... It was so cute. We were, with, yeah, with most dogs, not behavior you'd want to encourage, I guess, but it's like so out of character for her that we were just like we were so completely taken. Yeah, <laughs> like, both of our like mouths were probably like... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, uh, uh, this episode's not about you. Um, I never lived that close to work, but I did. Um, I used to live in Hollywood. I'm not sure if I've ever told you that. Uh, mm-hmm. no, my first five years huh. in Los Angeles, I lived in Hollywood, and I would work PA jobs, and I once worked a PA job on the Paramount lot. And when you're an office PA, often you have to do like make runs, go to pick stuff up and drop stuff off. So I would like say okay, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to take my lunch while I'm out and I would just go home and, and, and eat lunch. But that's not quite the same as being able to just pop home whenever you want. Right. But uh, that was always a weird, like, nice treat to be, like, pre. this is way pre-pandemic yeah. <laughs> when I'm used to being home all day. But the idea of being just home at, like, 1.30 p.m. on a Wednesday was, like, a, like a weird, like... Yeah. It was, <laughs> like, I expected it to be, like, Beauty and the Beast and all, like, the kitchen utensils had Things come to life different. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but then, uh, so, Rachel and Ross are, home, uh, are alone, but then Chandler, I guess, comes in, uh, so they can't be alone for too long. It's weird and, that they, like, 
pretend to hide what they're doing as if like we're to assume they don't have sex, you know, like right. it's, yeah. there was all kinds of like shame with them, you know, yeah. making out and <laughs> it's a little foreshadowing. There'll be more of that with the gang. Okay. Um, good to know. So, uh, Chandler kind of fucked up with Janice. I mean, we're getting like, I, I think this is true to the character that Chandler is drastically, Underexperienced with women. Yes. Um, and so he, uh, um, I get like he, Janice had asked him <clears throat> if an outfit made her look fat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, instead of just like reflexively saying, no, of course not, like actually thought he still said no, but he actually like looked at her and thought about it. Yeah. And that was like, and Ross and, and Rachel that, were like, Oh no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. So that's what led to uh, a, a fight. Um, they give some other examples of like, if she says my flight's arriving at whatever time, should I take a cab home or do you want to meet me at baggage claim? And then, and Chandler's like, Oh, I would meet her at baggage claim. And Ross trick is question. like, no trick question. You're supposed to meet her at the gate, which you can't do anymore. Can't do anymore. It's yeah. so strange. Yeah. Um, that, that that just stuck. There's so much dumb stuff that yeah. that stuck. Yeah. I used to like being at the airport when I wasn't flying somewhere for some reason. It was like a weird, like, I was like an interloper, yeah. you know, um, because you'd be going to meet someone to pick them up or whatever. Uh, but now, like, even baggage claim, you can't really, like... Because now, if, if if I said meet me baggage claim, you'd be like, "Well, I'm gonna pay thirty five dollars to park the car just to like, right? Like, I'll pick you up." Yeah, no, the whole or you'll process take a lift is home. inhumane. And airlines keep like they keep testing how far, yeah, how much they can get away with treating us not like cargo instead of humans, yes, and and charging us more for yes. for individual right. individual things. And uh, what I'm saying is, we need like some sort of like consumer strike. Like everyone just needs to stop flying until they stop charging extra for baggage. Stop, stop charging extra for every little thing. Stop. Like, I know this isn't the airlines. It's the TSA that makes you take your shoes and your belt off. But it's a scam because if you pay $85 for TSA pre-check, you can, yeah. So it's like, it's it's so hollow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not about security. It's not about safety. It's about like how much you're willing to pay to like, not have to deal with this bullshit. And yeah. some people are willing to pay a lot and then get more, um, you know, leg room or, you know, or luggage. Yeah. So it's like, we're all being priced out of a, I don't know. What used to be a normal experience. Yeah. yeah. We should, I'm saying we should, uh, revolt. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, there's all that. And then there's a whole, uh, this episode or this, uh, conversation culminates in Chandler complaining that Janice wants to cuddle all night and he like wants to cuddle until a certain time, but then he wants to be on his own to, to sleep. And, and Rachel's like, Oh, not us. We're cuddlers. But then Ross is like, no, here's what you do after she falls asleep to get out of the, 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 the cuddle, which, um, uh, I like applying things from these shows to our lives. We're not like all night cuddlers. Like, no, but I can definitely relate. Like when we were early on in our dating, yeah, I think we were cuddlers, but I'm very much like, I need my space. Yeah. You're the Chandler, but we're all both Chandler. But I remember falling asleep with your arm, like behind my head and like moving you <laughs> to the other side. Of okay. The so I was the Janice. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. I like that. Because you could sleep through everything. Me, on the other hand, I'm a very, very light sleeper. So yeah. you wouldn't dare yeah. to jostle me. No, yeah. You're a comically light sleeper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, all right. So th- we finally get to the perk and Joey has brought a big, a big jar of jam to the mm-hmm. perk and he's clearly gotten like a scone or something it's from a, the perk and yeah. his props to the props department yeah. he's piling this I, fruit spread on top of this biscuit and i wrote looks good it looks <laughs> like good. i wanted to take a bite of this yeah of this uh biscuit jam laden yeah biscuit yeah um and here's where we find out that phoebe is developing a bit of a crush on her twin sister's stalker malcolm Malcolm, I didn't even write his name. It was just David Arquette. Who has a restraining order out against, against him. Ursula. And yeah, it, or from Ursula. It's an extreme stalking where it, like he has like binoculars and like yeah. uh, spy ops. And it's terrifying. Yeah. What he's doing. <laughs> and it's, it's, we, I like, I feel like, um, to do the thing we always do of like how have, how has the show aged or whatever yeah. like I don't think stalking would be treated so like lightly if it were a plot point today sure yeah it's regard he's regarded as like a kook an eccentric yeah an eccentric yeah. but like this is a crime this is dangerous patterns of behavior yeah and and just like I think that stalking in particular and also just in general like the depiction of men who are like quote unquote unlucky in love like post like incel (laughs) you know has become a a bit different like now that now this guy would be he wouldn't be like a charity case he'd be a fucking like 4chan creep Mm -hmm. you know yeah um anyway uh blah 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 um yeah there'd be some uh yeah um yeah uh halfway through the episode monica gives up on the jam uh which means there's like now a ticking clock for joey until he runs out of jam yeah but she gives up on the jam in, in, in favor of a new pursuit which is having a baby um and um we'll get more to that later but she's like looking into like sperm donors and stuff like that and and uh yeah more on that on that later uh what i want to talk about is um chandler and janice in bed and the um somewhat rare i think for friends like inner monologue like hearing like you're actually hearing what chandler is thinking about like trying to perform this move to get his arm or to to uncouple from janice in the middle of the night he ends up like flipping her off the bed which is pretty funny yeah um Oh, two people fell off beds this episode. Uh, Joey and Janice. Right. That's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, he tries the old hug and roll, which was very reminiscent of Seinfeld. Like yes. doing something and calling yes. it that. Like having the internal monologue and then doing the naming something, the old yeah. hug and roll. Yeah, that's very, you're right. Yeah, we would always hear like... Elaine's monologue or, or whatever when she was trying to get to sleep and the yeah. dog was barking or yeah. things like that. Yeah. <laughs> or when she's on the, uh, the subway, you know, we hear her, her yeah. or on the flight on the yeah. plane episodes. <laughs> well, there was like the, um, the old like swirl, like the, uh, cunnilingus. <laughs> what was, um, what, what was the Hot move? And heavy? No, the move, like the tongue swirl. But you, well, you're confusing episodes, oh, aren't you? Okay. okay. Because the move was something that Putty stole from Jerry. Right. 
Whereas hot and heavy with the trying to get a squirrel to come over to you was the, the, the saxophone. Saxophone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he lost the ability to play the yeah. saxophone after going down on a lane for somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, not as bad as Michael Douglas claiming he got throat cancer oh from eating God. pussy. Oh my God. <laughs> um, where are we? Phoebe it gets even worse. She kisses Malcolm. Uh, it's gross. Um, also weirdly gross is how unsupportive the rest of the gang is of Monica's like seeking single motherhood. Like it's very like conservative family values of them to be like, this isn't the right way to do it. We don't support you doing this without right. a man. Right. It just like, it feels until uh, except Joey. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like this is something you, you talked about like, the show at the time being like celebrated by glad and stuff. Well, now mm-hmm. it seems like a fucking hate crime half the time. Yeah. <laughs> when it talks about gay people. Yeah. And I feel like this is like, like for the time, the very idea of Monica pursuing motherhood on her own would have been seen as progressive. Of course, this is post Murphy Brown, right? which like, you know, when Murphy Brown did it, it became such a big deal that, Dan Quayle, the vice president, was actually talking about right. how awful it was that Murphy Brown was seeking motherhood without a, uh, a man. So I guess it wasn't as it wasn't as groundbreaking for friends to do the story, but it still felt weird how how on the side of Dan Quayle yes. so many of the friends, yeah. uh, her supposed friends, were. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, so uh, but we find out that Joey has donated a bunch of sperm to this sperm sperm bank she like is reading a profile that is very clearly joey yeah seven sisters <laughs> yeah yeah actor um the what does he say like uh loves the new york nets and joey's like nets rule <laughs> or yeah. whatever. and he wants to update in his profile that he was on uh, <laughs> Days Days of our lives. Lives. yeah um so uh but yeah uh the friends might not be right about Monica's pursuing single motherhood, but at least they are generally pretty creeped out by Phoebe and Malcolm. <laughs> like they're yeah. pretty much all on the same page that, uh, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, Monica tries to be supportive a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think maybe because she's seeking support that she's not getting. So yeah. she's trying to be the supportive friend, yeah. but even she's like, no, you're right. We should catch this guy in the act. Yeah. Make sure he's not still stalking, uh, um, Ursula. Uh, so Phoebe, I wrote the stalker becomes the stalked mm-hmm. because Phoebe starts following him to see if he's following Ursula. turns out he is. There's a, uh, she catches him in the subway, platform did you notice that it was like clear body double yeah the ursula double doesn't look like lisa kudrow's that i wrote here yeah Yeah. because you see ursula as played by lisa kudrow but then it cuts to the wide shot and you see her walk by and it's like this woman is like not as tall as lisa kudrow and like it didn't look like her at all yeah um so um i guess i don't know what that i guess they could have taken more time it would have been more expensive to shoot that differently to actually try and do like a split screen yeah. type thing yeah yeah i think probably or just at show the, time. the back like they could have just shown the back of the double. yeah yeah but i guess the way the thing is blocked you had yeah. to have her walk right to left um uh so yeah speaking of joey being supportive he's so supportive of monica's idea that 
he like talks her out of it because he's like, oh, I guess he isn't supportive because he's like, I always saw you with a man or whatever, yes. and starts starts uh, developing this fantasy life of, right, of that Hoyt. sounds awful. Yeah. By a, the way, an imaginary life. Hoyt yeah. is the name of the man. That they have, yeah. have three kids. It's like a boring suburban life yeah. that sounds awful to me, but it sounds great to Monica, and she decides to keep looking for a man. I guess. Yeah. Um. Uh. But then that ends with a joke where Joey's like looks at the um, the uh, sperm donor like profile she was going to go with, and is like, "Oh, this guy's an astronaut," which also made me think of Thirty Rock because uh, right. uh, Liz Lemon's like ideal guy. What was his? Oh, I forgot. It was like Mike something. Yeah, astronaut. Yeah, it was always like her ideal guy. Um, and then we get kind of like a. Uh, we get a tag at the end that's kind of like pays off two jokes. It pays off the um, Joey in the jam joke because he's like his face is covered, covered in jam, in jam. <laughs> and and Rachel's like he got something and he like wipes a little bit of away and he's like she's like, he's like did I get it and she's like yeah but he still got jam over his face and also it pays off the uh, Chandler and Janice because it turns out Janice we see it happen I, I skipped over it Janice tells Rachel that. Chandler learned this hug and roll move from Ross. Mm -hmm. And so like Ross gets in trouble or whatever. And Ross is like, uh, uh, he's like one of the things you should know about women, women talk is what he says to Chandler, which they already had that conversation. Right. Chandler and Ross Chandler just doesn't learn. Yeah. Time to grow up Chandler. Yeah. Uh, did you have any other stray observations about this episode before Um, we move on to funniest moments? So Janice clearly has a baby. But there's very little talk of Janice's Oh, right, because she has a she stroller. She brings the baby right. into Central Park. So you'd think that that would be a conversation that Chandler has with the gang. Like, that should be... There's got to be some issues with, like, her having a baby. Like, yeah. he's not a father figure. Like, yeah. does he have a relationship with the baby? Yeah, has she introduced him to the baby yet? Yeah. You gotta see the baby. You gotta see um so yeah that's that's strange that it's not written into a storyline yeah um but yeah that's about it um let's say uh let's move on to funniest moments i'll start with my funniest um it might be uh, the same as mine well early on um monica says she got all the fruit down at the dock yeah and then later when she says she's looking for a place to find some sperm or something. Yeah. And Rachel says down to the docks again. Yeah. Yeah. Because Rachel didn't even know that there were docks, <laughs> yeah. even though they live in New York. City. Yeah. Um, when, uh, Monica is on her, like when she picks up all the crates of fruit, Joey walks in. What is this fruit? Yep. We have this exact same two funniest moments. Yeah. You two, um, you and I are the same person. I have another one too. Okay. Um, when also fruit related, when Rachel comes in, what happened to your jam plan? (laughs) And she decides to have a baby. That's cute. Um, let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. I didn't find this episode to be that inspiring fashion wise. There are some looks I didn't like. The one look I really liked is when we see Janice with the baby and she's got this like sort of fuzzy, colorful circles all over her like blouse. blouse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she always coordinates like earrings and makeup with the colors yeah. on her blouse. Yeah, it looks great. It's very uh, like Jersey housewife. I love it. Yeah, and it's not exactly the Carmela Soprano 
right. uh, bag blouse, which right. we've talked about in the oh, podcast yes. before in the episode where Carmela has a flirtation with the, uh, wallpaper guy. Right. Yeah. Um, she puts on a, a blouse that has all these different kind of bags, bags on it. And yeah. then like the names under it. So Incursive it's like satchel, satchel purse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Clutch. <laughs> I would like pay. What would I pay for that? I would pay a lot of money for yeah. that blouse. Yeah. It's a um, great bag, bag blouse. Fashion I have. Um, well, uh, I have objectified Rachel many times in her mini dresses, but she looks great in a mini dress. And okay. they were all wearing um, great chunky heels. Okay. Um, which look cute. Also, Rachel was wearing a. Um, a subway map mini dress, which she's worn before. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Lisa Kudrow, Phoebe's look when she's stalking Malcolm. It felt like, it felt like a bad version of Romy and Michelle, yes. <laughs> you know, cause it was kind of uh, like, like leather. It yeah. It's like iridescent, like purple jacket. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. And like little pieces of hair coming out. Yeah. It was. Would Romy, Romy and Michelle wouldn't have come out yet. Is that right? That's like. Yeah. I think we've talked about it. Um, yeah, that's 97. So that yeah. wouldn't have come out yet. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we move on to. Yeah, real quick. Oh, props ahead, to the please. props department. Yes. We've seen the record store, which is like either next door to the perk or in very close on the same yeah. block. Um, there are posters in the window of REM and Liz fair. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, never seen Liz fair in concert. Seen Me REM. Neither. Me neither. Um, Let's move on to running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing. What did you, what did you get? Um, there was some, uh, homophobia, um, I wrote when that they too, were but... demonstrating like the hug and roll, like oh, they right. couldn't fathom like the idea of like actually like doing it on the yeah, couch. Ross had to use a had pillow to use a pillow to demonstrate. And, and then Chandler were... still had to ask like the pillows of woman, right? Yeah. They were both like yeah. grossed out by that. Um, there was obviously some fat phobia when they, um, were talking about like, Oh, never like say that she looks fat or someone said like, or Janice said, do I look like a cow? And he had to comment on it. Right. Um, uh, we get, uh, we get an, Oh my God from, oh from Janice. I think, yeah. okay. Peek behind the curtain. We usually watch the show right before we record yeah. this for scheduling reasons. We watched it yesterday. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember in my memory, she gets flipped off the bed and then we hear her off screen say, Oh my God. Yeah. Is that right? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's funny. Um, anything else before we move on to how um, I met your mother? Well, um, having babies, talking about having babies, actually having babies. That, that's a, oh, okay. Well, let's move on after this break. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We're back, and it's time to talk about How I Met Your Mother, Season 3, Episode 3, The Third Wheel. Natalie, take it away. Okay, so we start off... We're Speaking not... of we... 
oh, they're yeah, playing they Nintendo play, Wii. They're playing Wii Tennis. Um, so we get an intro of Ted talking to his kids in 2030 about stories you tell and stories that you keep to yourself. So then is, cause I, I have a question. Does that then mean that this, this episode is not something that he is telling his kid. This is something we're seeing, but he's not actually telling his kids this story. Is that what that means? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, because there's no way for him to tell this, <laughs> tell his kids the story. That would be yeah. awful. Yeah. So he doesn't tell the kids the story. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe he like prefaces it like they're things that, we don't need to talk about. That's where, yeah, he says something like that. Yeah. Um, so we're in the apartment and there's a Wii tennis tournament with Marshall and Barney, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Ted is ready to hit the town, AKA McLaren's downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he is trying to get them to, um, suit up and be his wingmen. Yeah. Right. Cause he suited up and we learned that it takes him 90 minutes to do the, to make his hair his, look, make his hair look like he just rolled out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it didn't look great by the way. No, it didn't. Um, but they're just like, um, focused on their, uh, tournament. So mm-hmm. he goes, he says, okay, I'm going to get you three beers, be down in five minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to be there. They're playing tennis. Um, Meanwhile, we get a, um, a footwear feeding frenzy at the, uh, boot, yeah. boot barn, yeah. <laughs> it's not the boot barn, um, where Lily is, um, fighting with another woman on some boots. Um, this is a digression, but it, um, one of the things that I think the traditional, like multicam sitcom is particularly bad at recreating is department stores. Cause department stores are so big right. and whenever you see them, they look like these tiny little, like, yeah. uh, like you remember when, when Joey was like the cologne guy at the department store and there was yes. like the other guy yeah. and it's like this tiny little like department stores are just like so big and there's always these these little i remember will and grace used to do it a lot with like the barney's yeah. the barney's sale or whatever right. it, always, it always looks so chintzy and that's definitely the case here um so we don't we don't learn who uh lily is fighting with at the department store um but we see that she's fighting with someone. Then we're back at McLaren's with Ted and he runs into Trudy, who's played by, um, Danica McKellar, Danica McKellar, AKA Winnie Cooper from the, uh, the pineapple, incident. from the pineapple incident yeah. two years ago when she escaped out of the fire escape. Um, so they're, um, pretty heavily flirting. Yeah. Right. So he's like, all right. Awesome. This is cool. And then um, another actress played, or Rachel played by Busy Phillips comes Mm -hmm. in, and it turns out that Trudy and Rachel are um, sorority sisters and, like, were very close friends in the past and also fought over dudes in the past. Um, And this is looking pretty good for Ted <laughs> right because they're both yeah. kind of like vying for his attention yeah um, he is um, communicating with the um, with the fellas about what's going on this is the thing to me that I understand why they need to do that for the episode yeah. but like if you're like vibing with someone and you keep excusing yourself yeah. to go make phone calls These it's gonna are like it's yeah. gonna it's gonna kill the whole vibe yeah um 
all so yeah so there there's talk about so this is the third wheel like trying to figure out who the third wheel is so he's yeah. thinking that he can get into a uh, tricycle <laughs> and right. win the belt which is not a metaphorical belt it's an actual like wrestling like championship belt of being in a tricycle with two other women yeah because uh yeah barney had the belt made yes because ted neither ted or barney has ever had a threesome and right. the first one to do so would win the belt and barney has gotten close we've we saw in flashbacks yeah but he self-sabotages because there's a lot of performance anxiety yeah I yeah guess. he gets the yeah his the nerves get his nerves get the best of him yeah and he spills uh wine on the rug which reminded me of do you remember the episode of girls where um uh chris o'dowd was like the rich guy and who was it i I can't remember it's been so long it's like season two of girls when uh basically the same thing happens like they're at his place and then uh well i can't remember the girls names the the british one um it's been uh, so long since i've watched that show uh she spills some some wine on his rug and he like flips out yeah anyway um Oh, and then we get to see Robin, and she's on a date. Um, but she's, oh, they talk about the boots. She's wearing, like, very high boots, so she doesn't have to shave her legs. She doesn't want to do anything on the date sexually, so she doesn't shave her legs. If I don't shave, I must behave. Yes. <laughs> That's what she which says. Is, yeah, which is silly. Um, and I like that, like, Barney rightly points out that, like, no guy is going to care. Yeah, guys don't care, which... I think that he's like so shallow that he probably would be grossed out by body hair on a woman. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's on this date. He's hot. He's British. Yeah. Um, they're vibing and she's like kind of freaked out because she, um, is a quote unquote Turkish lesbian. Yeah. I didn't think that was very funny. It wasn't funny. Yeah. Um, so she asked the server, um, like secretly like where can i get a razor quickly and she's like oh like for 50 bucks i'll go get you a razor yeah and so the server go goes and gets a razor next door whatever yeah um but it's without any like shaving cream so it's just a like a dry razor um so we'll get back to that i guess um because while this is happening the rest of the gang are acting as um, Ted's like wingmen to try to make this tricycle happen. Yeah. Or at least Marshall and Lily are. So Lily even goes down to McLaren's to kind of like see how, it, how it's working. And she's like, Oh, they're both into you. Like yeah. you could make this happen. You can do this. Yeah. Um, Barney is struggling with the idea that Ted will get the belt before the belt, he yeah. does. So he's having issues with it. Um, but they're all kind of like in support. They're in the, um, in the apartment. Um, Ted gets Trudy and Rachel to go up to the apartment to listen to a Wilco CD. Yes. I have, uh, I have a question. What album do you think he was talking about? Uh, Yankee hotel Foxtrot. Okay. Cause this is, this is that's what I was trying to figure out. That sounds most like him, yeah. right? That he, but also Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is what two thousand one, um, and this is two thousand seven. So um, would it be like a ghost is born? I'm trying to trying to like look at the 
uh, from oh, Sky Blue Sky would have just come out. So maybe it's Sky Blue Sky. But when we hear a Wilco song later in the episode, it's Passenger Side from AM, their right. first album, right. which I doubt, I don't buy that Ted was like, come listen to this decade old well, <laughs> Wilco I mean, album. It turns out that was just like, they don't really care. About no, I know they don't care. I'm just wondering. Yeah. What local album do you think he was talking about? I'm going to say yeah. Sky Blue Sky. Um, but Barney, um, in, so- in acting as a um, a trike block, <laughs> breaks the CD in half. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, they're, um, the three of them, Barney, Marshall, and Lily, are hiding in the bedroom while Ted and the ladies are out in the living room getting sexy. I have another question. I'll stop interrupting okay. you. Okay. <laughs> We know that Ted likes Wilco, mm-hmm. but someone on the production design team clearly wants Ted to like Ska, because I've called attention before to the fact that he has a mustard plug poster. He does have, yeah. But he also, I never, I never, I don't know if it was new this season or if I've never noticed it before. He also has an against all authority, like Ska punk band poster in in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, is someone? Do you think someone in the production design team for How I Met Your Mother is a big ska fan? Or is someone going, Ted seems like the kind of douchebag who would have had a big ska face? Yeah, I think the latter. Yeah. I was once wearing, I used to have, I used to have a big ska face. I used to have an Against All Authority t-shirt. And I was wearing it in Chicago. And I got off the train, the, the L, and, um... Uh, I don't know if you know the the trains and buses in Chicago are run by the CTA, the Chicago Transit Authority. Okay. And there was a worker on on the platform who took a look at my shirt and said, "Even the Chicago Transit Authority." <laughs> Good one. And I was like, "Sorry, what are you going to do?" Yeah. It's against all authority. Yeah. No exceptions. There's no asterisk on this shirt. That's very funny. He was having a good time. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um. So at some point during this, I'm so bad at this. Um, well, Lily, I also keep interrupting you. Yes. Um, Lily notices that um, Rachel, played by Busy Phillips, is the boot thief. And yeah. um, Rachel made her list of, um, <laughs> I guess, like a shit list. Yeah. Um, we are. We then go back to um, Robin's date, and she's trying to do a dry shave, and then realizes like I can't do a dry shave. Which, just do a dry shave. Really, that sounds awful to me. No, but as you know, I have. Very, she, I have very sensitive skin. As you she know. tries to um, get the like soap dispenser. Yeah, and she's not even in a stall. She's just like in the open portion yeah. of the bathroom. Um, she falls and hurts herself. Cause she, well, cause she goes out to the table and, and she steals uh, like a thing of butter oh, she, yeah. off of someone's she table and tries to, over. and then she slips and falls and yeah. is probably concussed. Yes. Um, yeah. She like stumbles out and is disoriented. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the server ends up like stealing her date. Right. Um, and that's the end of that story. Kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, so yeah, we are back in the apartment and then, um, in, when, when, uh, like Ted is in the bedroom, like, um, talking with his friends, they, like the girls go into the kitchen and it's kind of a mystery what they're doing. He walks in on it. We're to assume that they are yeah, making out. Wait, are or? they in the kitchen? I thought they were in Marshall and Lily's bedroom. 
Oh, I thought that they were in the kitchen. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know the lay of the... Yeah, because the kitchen doesn't have a door. He right. opens a door. Yeah, so, so it's Marshall and Lily's. Okay, so they're in Marshall and Lily's bedroom. Yeah. Um, and that's what that, that's the story he's not going to tell, which is respectful. Whatever they're doing, it's their own private. Yes, and I like that he is a gentleman after yeah. he... Uh, but I feel like he, I mean, he's being a gentleman mostly to, like, Eric Barney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? I think that's the episode. Okay. Should we move on to funniest moments? Yes. What do you got? Um, there was a discussion of, or Lily says um, to Marshall, if I died, I'd come back and haunt your penis. Oh, right. Because there's a whole ongoing thing of like, in what situation would it be okay for Marshall to have a threesome yes. if, if he were a widower? Yes. Yeah. So, and we talked about it. I'm going to tell you right now, now, if I die, go paint the town red go go crazy okay yeah i will um (laughs) (laughs) i like you don't return it to me (laughs) no i think you should too okay good yeah um and i think you'd like bounce back pretty quick (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i would i think you would um but are you accusing me of being one of those men who like is widowed and then has to remarry because they don't know how to take care of themselves because i'm not that okay I'm not saying you are that, but I'm just saying I'm statistically, a, I'm very self-sufficient. men have a harder time adjusting after the loss of a partner. Oh man, try me. <laughs> okay, I'll off myself right now. Um, but I'm gonna haunt your penis. <laughs> I'll do. I, I will, just to spite your ghost, I will stay single forever and perfectly. Oh, I don't want that. Uh, perfectly happy. But and yeah, this is like a. Um, we like last time. This is a continuation of their like death um, conversation. What happened? Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what, what about you? The only real funniest moment I have, you already kind of um, called it out, but um, yeah, Lily, like getting into a fight uh, at the boot sale and saying, you just made the list, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah. I guess I like when Lily is, you know, because they, they are clearly playing against, like, Alison Hannigan's look and reputation that she's often plays, like, cutesy-mousy people. So when she's, like, it's the same as her in American Pie, when it was, like, oh, she's, like, right. the nerd. And then she has this, like, you know, uh, uh, vibrant sex life or, or whatever. Right. But she's also, we've <clears throat> talked about how the show is kind of, like, slut shamey. She's talking about, like, all sorority girls are sluts. Oh, I got that in my running... Um, uh, all sluts and beta motifs. Yeah. 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 Um, you got any more funniest moments? Uh, no, there was a lot of, um, Barney referring to Marshall's bangers and mash and hanging crumpet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Because they're playing like Wimbledon. Uh, um, yeah. Um, yeah. With the wee, wee tennis. Yeah. Which I played once. Oh yeah. That's in- lots of fun. In I liked Wii Bowling. Wii Bowling was... Maybe that's jam. the one I did. I played I played a Wii once in like 2008. That was yeah. it. Um, right, let's move on to How I Met Your Mother Would Make It Fashion. What do you got? I don't like the high boots. I know that that's... the only thing I put was I like the go-go boots. You do like the high boots? Okay. Yeah. I didn't like them. I like high boots typically, but I didn't like the ones that they were wearing. Why is that? They just didn't look... They were... I don't know. They just Too didn't. chunky? Yeah, maybe. They were pretty chunky. Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you got in for running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing? Um, 
who says spacesuit up? Oh, someone said spacesuit up. Really? I didn't see. This is what happens when we watch it the day before. I, yeah. I, I've already forgotten who would say spacesuit up. Um, also, we've talked about um, Robin being like a conservative, like right winger. She's also a bad tipper, which is like in line with her. Kind of, I don't remember this either. What did she say? When she is talking to the server, like, I'm not going to Oh, I'm not going to tip you. Yeah. 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 I like, um, do you remember on, uh, on Transparent when, um, Mora was dating Angelica Houston <laughs> and Angelica Houston's character was a bad tipper, you know, and, yeah. and she's, and she's like, what do you mean? I left 15% and Mora, and Mora says 15% is for when they stab you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is yeah it's 20% is the absolute bare minimum I will I will tip if if a person if they brought my drink with their thumb in it 20% Uh, (laughs) as I'm saying like they're still getting 20% no matter what yeah absolutely Um, and that's after like tax and all that stuff of course yeah of course yeah if you go out to a restaurant you have to agree to pay if you can't afford to tip 20% you can't afford to go out that is yeah uh, yeah, which is okay, too. By. Make your own food if you can. Yes, exactly. 20%. Yeah. Um, uh, also, there was a little bit of fat phobia, too, coming from Barney when he was talking about the aggregate weight of three women. Uh, yeah, that's apparently had, the rules for the... Yeah the belt aren't just like a threesome that also has to be like under a certain age and under a certain weight, which is pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. Any themes that you have? Uh, and also that you can't pay for them, pay, pay for the sex. Right. Uh, let's see. As far as running things, obviously Danica McKellar showing up again is, is a great uh, callback. Yeah, there's suit up. There's the slut shaming and the fat shaming and all that stuff. There's also, um, I think I've talked about this a bit before. Um, I know I have actually. Uh, but I would describe Trudy and Rachel when they're together as woo girls. Mm-hmm. And there will be an entire episode of How oh, yeah. My Mother devoted to Woo Girls. I think yeah. we talked about it. I already because, know about that. And you know who the the guest star is and the, who the like main woo, woo girl. I think we talked about it on the podcast is it before. Spears? No, no, it's oh. um, an actress who's on another show that you and I are always watching. Oh, is it um, Jamie Lynn? Jamie Lynn Siegler. Yeah, ah. yeah. All right. Um, well, similarities, similarities and different. The only thing I really called out is this idea because you you mentioned it with um, friends. I forgot the name of the show for some <laughs> for a second. <laughs> friends having Seinfeld type like relationship rules. Yeah. And I oh, feel like yeah, yeah. if I don't shave, I must behave. And, and in general, like, I mean, Barney's always like going off on his like rules. And I really like I do think um, this is an understatement and an obvious statement, but, um, Seinfeld is clearly just one of the most influential sitcoms of, of, of of its time. And and, and we're, we're still living in the shadow of, of Seinfeld. And just the idea of being a show about people in their twenties and thirties dating and navigating dating with the help of their friends is like that. Seinfeld DNA is still all over most sitcoms. The uh, the shaving is very like razor worthy is very sponge worthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in theme. Also, there was a mention of um, Days of Our Lives. In How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Oh. I think Barney's like oh um, it w- like one of the 
girls he almost had a tricycle with was on Days of Our Lives. Okay, yeah. That's, um, so that's great. I'm dual. glad you caught that. Yeah. Uh, well, let's play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one. Friends. friends. I, I feel like neither of these episodes yeah. were particularly strong. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't. It was like, uh, they both kind of suck. Yeah. Lesser of two evils was friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because it didn't have as much. Like, although, I mean, I guess the stalking stuff is pretty gross. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the threesome stuff is also very gross. But on top of, I mean, not that I think threesomes are gross. I mean, the way that like. It's presented as a competition and and, um, it's not about the women. It's just about scoring these points or whatever. But also I think I was more bothered by the sitcom-y trope of Ted continuing to like excuse himself to make phone calls or like go into the bedroom and check in with Mm -hmm. like it just it became tiresome after a while for me. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to my favorite segment to introduce it's a segment called how are we doing season three still know how are we how are you doing from joey uh but how were we doing is where we look at what was happening in the world in the days that these episodes aired so friends season three episode three the one with the jam aired on thursday october 3rd 1996 um the main thing that I could find that happened that day was that the Thunderdome in Tampa Bay was officially renamed Tropicana Field. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess this kind of, uh, that's a, you know, a specific thing, but this thing of stadium, stadia is the plural of stadium, uh, stadia and other like places being renamed after their corporate yeah. sponsors has just become, you know, the default now to the point where i mean what's uh crypto Crypto crypto.com arena where the the kings and the clippers and the lakers all play yeah at crypto.com arena i I, I won't go there (laughs) but also like are you gonna is it really like making a stand to continue to call it the staples center when that like it sounds better also i think what happens is that uh, i'm not sure how beneficial some of these like naming rights things are because when you think staple center are you thinking of office supplies you're not no. you're just thinking of the staple center yeah and you, like it's it's become so it becomes separated from the thing that it is yeah you, you know um there's still some ridiculous ones i feel kind of weirdly lucky as a st louis cardinals fan that bush stadium was already that yeah. Cause it was like, it, so it's not like Bush stadium is going to like, if it suddenly became Anheuser Bush stadium and be like, ah, but it's always been that because like the Bush family is such a part of St. Louis and Missouri history. It like, it doesn't seem weird to me, but it's always been, it's always been that. Yeah. And the St. Louis blues play at the enterprise center. Yeah. Yeah. Petco park is funny. Petco park in, in San Diego. Well, there's the climate pledge arena in in Seattle. Hmm. Um, uh, what city has sleep train like the sleep train arena? That's very strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So those that's what that's what happened on that day. As far as the top five songs in the U.S., we've got uh, it's literally like no change from last week. Number five, Quad City DJs come on right at the train. Number four, Keith Sweat Twisted, Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. Uh, number two, Donna Lewis. I love you always forever. And at number one, Los Del Rio Macarena. The Bayside Boys mix. Okay. And season three, episode three of How I Met Your Mother, which is called The Third Wheel, 
aired on Monday, October 8th, 2007. Uh, on, on this day, U.S. athlete Marion Jones returns the five medals she won at the Sydney Olympics and accepts a two-year ban from the sport after admitting to her use of a prohibited substance, which was steroids. I had to look up to see if the, is this one of those marijuana bullshit things oh, that right. they've done before. But no, she, uh, she used steroids, and I've already forgotten what, uh, what kind of athlete... Um, she was uh literally you go to wikipedia it says american athlete track and field athlete so uh sorry marion jones um top five songs in the u.s on october whatever i said 2007 um number five fergie big big girls don't cry at number four timbaland the way i are at number three britney spears ever mentioned britney spears and soon to be mentioned again britney spears uh give me more I don't know that song. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, number two, Kanye West, Stronger, which we talked about. And holding on to that number one spot, Soldier Boy, tell him's Crank That Soldier Boy. Okay. Good song. Um, let's move on to the final segment, okay. which is called Challenge Accepted, in which we try to try to predict what's going to happen next week on both shows, armed only with the episode titles. First, let's see how we did uh, last week. Um, we both failed. <laughs> I think you were pretty close with the jam. You knew that Monica would be making jam. Yeah, uh, yeah. I said Monica ropes the gang into making homemade jam with her, and let's just say things get a little bit sticky. That's what I wrote. That's not what happened. I mean, Joey's face got very sticky. But she didn't try to get them right. to yeah. join in with her, which I think was yeah. kind of the crux of the thing. You said, you predicted Ted and Robin take a totes platonic field trip and yet that meddling barney still manages to be a third wheel but then maybe that's just what they need wink wink yeah yeah we were both way way off off. so uh now it's time for you to vamp oh i don't have the fearless flyer i know we moved Uh, and you lost the fearless flyer organic fruit leather there's probably other stuff you could read although don't read our mail or any of my work shit (laughs) almond creamer um, Keep going because I still got a van. Frozen rice cauliflower, veggie masala burgers. <laughs> this is just your shopping list from the other day. Um, Season three, episode four of Friends is called "The One with the Metaphorical Tunnel." The one with the metaphorical tunnel. I'm going to say this is a New York thing. You know, bridge and tunnel, blah blah blah. I'm going to say the the gang having watched too many Steinfeld reruns argue about the best ways to exit Manhattan by automobile all right so that's my okay that is my prediction for the one with the metaphorical tunnel that they are okay. coming up with strategies for getting out of the city okay how i made a mother season three episode four if you can believe it is called little boys mm, okay um let's see little boys um, what could this be about? Okay, are we going to get 
Maybe we'll get flashbacks of the fellas as little boys. Okay. Okay. In not in, okay. In flashbacks, we see the fellas as young the scallions. Young whippersnappers. Oh yeah, I was gonna say tykes. Then you said rub scallions. But I think whippersnappers is best. Yeah, whippersnappers. They once were. Okay, that's a good prediction. I think. So I think we did it. Right? Yeah. We covered everything. Yeah. We talked about season three, episode three of both shows. Yeah. Um, you can find this podcast wherever you found it. Uh, you can also find posts for uh, this episode and every episode of BattleshipRetention.com. Battleship Retention is also in the name of my other podcast where I talk movies and there's movie reviews and stuff at BattleshipRetention.com. It's a great, uh, great place. You should go hang out there. Uh, you can email... Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. You can, that's another way you can get a hold of us. But we'd prefer if you emailed us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. That's where you can. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We didn't have any calls to action. Yeah, let's, let's think of one. Um, going home on a lunch break from work? Going home on a lunch Is break. That, are you a sleep cuddler? Oh, yeah. Are you a sleep cuddler? That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, um, you, is your significant other, how long do you want your significant other to wait before dating after you die? I want to hear that. Yeah. It's dark. Where, uh, now where can people find you on the internet? I know you want them to. I don't want them to, oh, okay. but I do want them to, um, rate and review this podcast, share it with friends, share it with mothers. Um, yeah. Let us know what you think. Um, I think the more, the more ratings we get, the more, um, people are able to find us. Yeah. Especially like reviews and ratings on iTunes definitely help. So, so do that. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Um, and a uh, shout out to Jackson who, um, our listener Jackson, who told us that you saying I'm Natalie at the beginning of the episode is his favorite part of the entire episode, which I don't know if that's a compliment or is it an all, all, it all goes down yeah. after that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Until next time. See you down by the docks. <laughs>